Welcome to The Other Side of 40. My name is April Grant, and I'm here to help women make positive changes with their lives after the age of 40. Let The Other Side of 40 become your community to find inspiration and support to start the next chapter of your life. Hello, and welcome to another week's episode of The Other Side of 40. Today, we have Crystal, and Crystal is the owner of Life Crystallize and host of the Life Aligned podcast. She teaches people how to create the lives they want by identifying and clearing energetic blocks. Oh, I'm excited about this because if you've been listening for a while, my second episode was about my first energy clearing and how it awakened me to um, how I thought about my father, my stepfather, and how it was translating into my marriage. So it was a really great experience. So I'm excited about this. Um, as I always start, what is your awakening moment? So actually about last year, so I've kind of been on this path uh, wandering on and off for a while. And three years ago, we purchased the house. So the months leading up until we purchased the house, uh, my husband and I, we were staying with my parents, with our two kids, until we were in the position to buy the house. So, I mean, it was a very short period of time, but we were very conscious at that time that with so many personalities in the house and so so much going on, we needed to be really clear about our goals and what we wanted, you know, because it's really easy to get in a situation like that and get comfortable. So we're like, we have to be clear that this is temporary and we have a goal. And we were doing like all the things, like I got into crystals, we were like using sage to clear our space regularly. And I just really felt in tune, aligned with the universe and things were just falling into place. And then we bought the house. So I had everything I wanted. I had the husband, the kids, we had our house and life was grand. And then it wasn't. <laughs> so I was like experiencing all this conflict at the new job that I had started the same time. I'm a teacher. So like school, I got a new job in June, bought the house in August and started like the same week I started my new job. We bought the house. So it was like all these things happened at once. And that first year was rough. The second year, it's like, okay, I know what to expect. I have this other big project going on at work and things are going to be great. And it wasn't. <laughs> so I'm like, what the hell? Like, what's going on? And I realized that the things that I was doing to get me to that point, I wasn't doing anymore. I wasn't really meditating. I wasn't really connecting with myself and being aware of my energy. Like, I, I'm just kind of a happy, upbeat person anyway. And I always try to see the positive, not take things so personally, but it was just a really rough period. So last summer, I'm like, you know what? I, I really need to get back to the things that help calm me, the things that really brought peace into my life. I ended up getting a deck of tarot cards at this time. And it really just, the trajectory was just 
crazy. I started reading tarot. I started, um, I got my Reiki certification. So I'm a certified Reiki practitioner and just all of these things that I was doing in this realm, in the energetic realm and like working with clients on reaching their own goals. It was just like a snowball. And every time I thought, "Mm, what am I doing? Do I know what I'm doing? Is this, you know, the right path? I would get confirmation. So that for me last year was really kind of the start of where I am now. Nice. I mean, I will, it is a journey for most of us. Um, most of us don't just wake up one day and, and are able to make the changes we want immediately, but recognizing them is really the point, right? So is that, so is that how you started life crystallized? Yes. It is. So like I said, originally when I started reading Tower, it was really my own personal spiritual journey. Like I just really wanted to reconnect and find my own purpose and alignment. And I started doing readings for family and friends to practice. And I realized in doing these readings, like even if I didn't understand the message or what I was saying did not make any sense to me, they would be so touched by the message. They would really be like, that makes so much sense and it would help them. So I very shortly after that started doing them professionally and life crystallized. I believe when I actually started life crystallized, it was more of like, um, a blog. And I was also selling um, like energy healing jewelry. So like uh, crystal bracelets. And so it really wasn't exactly what it is today. And then the podcast came like shortly after that. So like I said, all of these things, it was like a chain reaction. And like, I just kept falling into something else and something else. And that is what we see today with the website and where I am. Awesome. And you know what? I am sorry, Rue. I didn't introduce you. So let's make sure to bring you into the conversation. Um, Rue, if you don't know, is the editor of the blog that we have in conjunction with the other side of 40. And she's here this morning joining us. Good morning. Good morning. How's everyone doing? (laughs) Everyone's great. I know I normally do this solo, so, you know, when there's extra people, I don't always remember, but I'll get better. Learning process. Great. It's great. It's great because I'm, I'm loving hearing right now um, what I, I'm loving hearing this stuff right now. And I'm just like taking notes furiously and, um, <laughs> and I am waiting. I'm going to like, I can't wait to hear more because I've got some thoughts and I, I really can't wait to our conversation keeps getting like deeper and deeper. So, yes. So, um, Crystal, I see, thankfully, it was a great play on your name, so you didn't even have to do much, <laughs> right? So, that is actually, I was supposed to be named Lisa. Okay. And, and when I was born, I was on the light side. So, <laughs> my okay. mother named me Crystal. And, of course, you know, it, it now, today, where I am in the last year, it makes total sense and absolutely I was supposed to be crystal 
See, there, everything happens for a divine reason, right? It all comes together. You figure it out down the line. You don't may, may not understand in the beginning. So tell us like some of the things that uh, really, well, first you said that a lot of your family members, you were speaking words to them that you didn't understand. So to kind of tell us about the process of learning your craft and how it grew for you. So I, you know, did all the studying, the learning, reading books, blogs, listening to podcasts for months early in my journey when I was learning how to read tarot. And when I first started like Life Crystallize and offering tarot reading as a service, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this online. Like I'll just email people readings so I have time to like look up the meanings of the cards or I have time to really make sure the what that what I'm saying is factual based on the knowledge you know that's out there and in December of 2019 I did my first pop-up and it was at a Jamaican restaurant so my family is from Jamaica, so I, I know like the culture and I'm like, okay, they're going to think that it's like Obia and like this evil thing. Like nobody is going to want a reading, a tarot reading at this Jamaican restaurant. So I had products. I had like body butters, my jewelry and things that I was selling. So I'm like, they'll buy all these products. I'll put the sign out for the tarot readings, but I know I'm not going to do any. And I did like six readings that day, which was, I mean, a lot for the time I was there for the space, like it was a restaurant. So it's not like it was this yeah. huge space with a huge crowd. And so I couldn't reference the book. I couldn't do what I was comfortable doing, which was like these written readings. But in doing that, these people were saying, and again, I was like, I found myself questioning as the things are coming out of my mouth, like, what the hell is, there's no way, like, this doesn't make any sense. And the same thing, like, they would really be touched by the message, it would make sense for their situation. And I realized, I'm like, it's because these, like, these are not my messages. I am delivering these messages through the cards, like I'm looking at the pictures and I, I read the cards in the sense that I look at what's going on in the card and I relate that image, the symbolism to whatever the question is. And in doing, so again, like doing it, it kind of feels like I'm just making this stuff up, like, <laughs> you know, but it really, I realized doing it over and over again and like doing it like I had a client one time who was a gay male and I'm talking about pregnancy I'm like this doesn't make any sense like this is kind of like a love reading and somebody's pregnant like this is impossible and somebody was pregnant so <laughs> oh wow okay so his partner was actually expecting a child and you know so this it was this whole big thing but I'm like again I, me, Crystal, never would have put that together. And even in saying this, I'm like, no, this doesn't make any sense, but this is what I'm getting. So I realized that like these messages were so much bigger than me. They're so much deeper than me. And I think like 
we're at a point right now where more and more people are beginning to understand this because, you know, Tara again has this kind of like scary boogeyman, like, oh, you're going to pull the death card and tell me that I'm going to die type um, reputation. But it's so not that. <laughs> so actually, that's the next question I was going to ask. Can you tell us what tarot is for people who are unfamiliar with it? I know um, very limited information. I know there is a deck of cards. <laughs> and each card has a meaning and depending on how you pick it up it actually means something different in the situation so uh go ahead so yes the tarot is there's 72 cards i think 72 or 78 don't quote me on the number <laughs> but there are is like so it's broken down into the major arcana which are like major themes like death judgment strength like these kind of like overarching themes and then you have the minor arcana which are kind of like playing cards in the sense that they go from ace to ten and then you have the court cards so it's not a jack but it's a knight in most decks and again when you get into different decks like they name things differently but a standard deck um, you have the knight, the, ooh, what am I missing? There's a knight, the king, the queen, uh, the page. The page, the knight, the king, and the queen. So the page is like the jack. Um, the knight would be, are there knights in playing cards? See, now I'm like, well. <laughs> there's a, in, a, in a playing card deck, there's a jack, queen, king, ace, and joker. Yes. Okay. So, again, there's similar they they follow similar trajectories and not exactly the same so um in those cards like every card has a different meaning and it really so what you're talking about in terms of like they may mean different things you may be talking about reversal so some readers read a card upside down a little differently than they might read the card upright so when I'm doing readings, I do read reversals and I even read reversals a couple of different ways, depending on the situation. So depending on your question, depending on the other cards that are pulled, sometimes it might mean for me that that energy is blocked. So you're trying to do this thing, but there's a block in this area. So you're going to have to do something to like turn that card, turn that energy upright so that you can get where you're going it might mean the energy is like um, amplified. So whatever is going on, this and like this is a really, really heavy energy. It's like even bigger than it would have been upright. Or it may mean that it's something you're coming out of. So you've crossed this bridge, you've had this situation and you're coming out of it. You're entering into a new phase. So that is how, and again, like I said, every reader is different. Mm -hmm. That's how I practice. That's the way I do my readings. The death card is actually not so scary at all. It is really most times a figurative death. So there's something that you need to let go of, something that you need to let die, something that is dying. And maybe like if the death card is reversed, this is something that you're holding on to. You're not allowing death, the Grim Reaper. It, in the death card in many decks, it's like a knight, uh, a skeleton knight 
on a horse that's like coming in bringing death. So you're not allowing him to come in and do his job. You're trying to hold on to this man or this job or whatever it is that he's trying to take away so that something else can come. Yeah, we actually do talk quite a bit about um, unlearning on this podcast for growth. You have to unlearn what what you've been holding on to for a long time. So it sounds like that would also be relevant in that death, like death of that old person that you were death of you know that relationship or death of um that thinking even maybe depending on the question that's being raised okay um do you have any questions Rue? yeah i was i'm thinking about as you're talking about this um one thing you said is that when you when you did your public reading with um outside of um with your with the family and everything and you were concerned that the people would consider it obia or evil so can we talk more about that how do you kind of like i'm just thinking about the way i grew up (laughs) every time that and i'm thinking i i don't know like this is going to date me as to how old i am but i remember that that um that that angel show that used to come on tv and i remember that episode they talked about like tarot cards so how do you kind of break down for people maybe that is not like has this evil connotation i know we're moving into a direction where people are realizing that a lot of african spirituality and, and different things have been like have been like demonized by like christianity especially yeah. the white supremacy embedded in that so how do you kind of help people understand that it's not this evil thing and try and unlearn that So for me, especially for someone who's never had a reading before, I always tell my clients that the way I do my readings is this. It's, and I use it, I call myself a a tarot coach because that is exactly what I am and that is how I use the cards. So if you came to me for a reading and you said, I'm trying to lose weight, you know, what can I do? And it's not a yes or no question. So if you come to me and say, am I going to lose 10 pounds? Well, that's a yes or no question. That's not really going to tell me as a coach what you can do. So let's reframe that question first of all. So the question that we're going to ask is, what can I do to lose weight? And we'll pull the cards and it'll say something like, well, right now, you need to move, you need to begin exercising, you need to eat better. These are the things that you need to do in order to lose the weight. If it was a job, if you wanted to know about a job, what can I expect from this interview that I just went on? And we pull the cards and it doesn't look like you're gonna, so you can expect to not get the job, but you want this job. So it doesn't, for me, it doesn't end there. I'm not just going to tell you up. You're not going to get the job. I don't know. I'll try again. The question is, what can you do to get either this job or something better, right? Because if you're not going to get this job, then there's, it's because for whatever reason, this particular job is not aligned with who you are, your skills. There's something about it that isn't for you. Cool. But this is the type of job I want. What can I do to get it? So we'll pull some more cards and find out up. Oh, there's something, there's a skill you need to study. There's a certificate that you need to get. And once you do these things, it's going to put you in the position to get a better job, 
to get more pay, more flexibility, or whatever it is that you truly want. Because maybe right now you're looking at the salary, but what you don't know is that you won't have the flexibility to be there with your children, to devote the time to your partner with this position. But if you do these things, it's going to bring you to a job that will give you all of it, the money and the flexibility. I really appreciate the fact that you said you're a tarot coach, which is a very different spin than I think a lot of people take on tarot card reading, because I think most of them, you know, read the, the card for the person and just in that instance versus trying to make a lasting change. And it really sounds like you try to make a lasting change for these women or people. I won't say women. I'm assuming. We're <laughs> so most of my clients are women, but yes, I do work with men too. Um, and, but to be able to actually have them move towards the future. So what it sounds like is that you meet with people over and over again, as opposed to just a single reading drop in. Cause when you think of tarot, you think of the stores, right? Yes. Um, and instead of going to the store, it's like, I come to you on a regular basis to help guide me in a direction that hopefully you actually want to go. Right. Exactly. Um, there was something else you mentioned earlier about how your life kind of did not, was not what you wanted after you got all the things that you wanted. Yeah. And one of the things I realized is you had removed self-care, um, and what you deem as self-care is meditation and connection and really getting with your inner being. And was that a slow process? And I'm, and I'm asking it this way because I think a lot of people just kind of say, well, how do you forget self-care? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but how, how did that happen? If meditation was so important to you, how did it disappear from your life? Well, for me personally, it was more of we do these things so we can get what we want. So I meditate and I connect with spirit so that I can get the things that I want. And that was my way of thinking about it. So it's like, I'm doing these things so that I can find the husband. I'm doing these things so that I can have children and get this house and get this job. So all of these things I'm going to center and focus and do what I need to do what I need to do to get the things that I want to get. And these were my major life goals. So once I have met, once I have achieved all of my major life goals, I'm done. Right. (laughs) So, and that's what it was for me. It's like, and I think that's the way as a society we're kind of trained these are the teachings that we have. Like you go to school, you go to college, you get this job and then the family, and then you work your butt off for this company until you retire, have about what, five years of (laughs) cruises or whatever. Five years. uh, Right. Like 20, but (laughs) yeah. So, (laughs) so, and then that's it. So I did all those things. I went to school. I got my degree. I have this job. I have the family. 
and now I'm just supposed to work until retirement. But I wasn't happy. And it was so much bigger, so much deeper. And I realized that, you know what, there, there has to be more. Yeah, I have these things, but clearly this is not all there is to life. Clearly there's something else that I'm missing that I haven't. And I also knew that I wasn't happy at my job. And teaching in this system, the way this system is structured, that's a whole other conversation. (laughs) I've got a six and an eight-year-old, and I don't know what I'm going to do this fall. Like, I want to homeschool, but exactly the best option, honestly. But I don't know if I have time because I also want to grow my business. Mm -hmm. I don't know if taking on a full-time homeschooling position on top of trying to grow a business is the smartest thing to do, but I don't know if there's another option um, because distance learning in the spring was awful. Yeah. And um, my kids, you know, they're just not at the age to be responsible to take things, to do things. Yes. So, and I, I feel for the teachers so much because uh, I listened to a school board meeting and one woman goes, well, the teacher can just sit behind the desk and teach. And, and I thinking of it <laughs> as a little kid, you know, a kindergarten or first grader. I was like, that doesn't work. No, that would never work for a teacher to sit behind a desk for an entire school day and um, not actually get to touch and hug. I mean, kids that age are super lovable and super huggable. And yeah. that's all they really want to do. <laughs> I ha- I teach middle school and I still get, you know, stu- without fail every year, there's still one or two students that are still just huggers. They're, you know, they, that's just who they are. Um, so yeah, no, it's for the little ones, especially it's, it's not social at distancing the, in the classroom is impossible. Middle schools will, middle schoolers can understand why they can't Yes. They know if a my little ones would understand. I mean, I think they do now, but still, I think their instinct is still to go hug because they hug me all the time. So absolutely, when they go to school, they'll forget that, oh, we're not supposed to be that close. <laughs> Especially when they see their friends after not having seen them for months. Yeah. And jumping back in that and, you know, it, it's a mess. And no, I understand. And, um, Rue is also a teacher, so she she knows all of that. She's taught many grades. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You talked a little bit about the fact that you are a, um, a Reiki coach. Uh, could you talk a little bit about that? Because that's something I've been hearing um, um, a lot about, and I'm interested in it. And I've heard a couple people talk about it, but could you tell us a little bit about that? So... I do also do Reiki, which is a form of energy healing. So in most traditional ways, um, a practitioner will kind of, and uh, every practitioner is different. Some people touch, some people just kind of hover. But the whole concept is that we have the seven chakras, which are different energy centers in the body. So the goal of Reiki is to make sure that all of those energy centers are 
kind of clear and open so that the energy flows freely. And when there's a block, it restricts that energy, which can cause other problems. So it can cause actual physical symptoms, but it also causes like bigger problems when it comes to like money, love, relationships, that sort of thing, depending on what, where the block is and the reason behind it. So what a Reiki practitioner will do is kind of assess all of these areas, figure out where something might be off, and they'll call in the energy. And I always make sure to stress this step is super important because you can do Reiki on yourself or you can go to a practitioner, whatever. But however you do this, you want to make sure that you're calling in the energy from God, source, the divine, whatever it is you call that higher power to send to that area. Even if you're doing this on yourself, you don't want to, like if my third eye is open and clear, I don't want to just send energy to my root chakra because now I'm throwing something else off because I'm pulling from that energy. So I want to make sure I'm pulling in the energies from somewhere outside of me, somewhere bigger, more powerful than me. And then you just set, so people will use crystals. Some people, like I said, just use their hands and will touch. Some people just kind of hover. There are lots of different ways to actually do it, but the concept, the basics are all the same. You're calling it energy to send to an area that needs it. Well, I noticed you talk a lot about being in alignment um, and I want to ask you, how best should women be in alignment to get to their ultimate goals where they feel a sense of peace um, in their lives? For me, I think the most important thing is really to take that time to listen to that inner voice. And as women, as people, we're all very different. We all come from different backgrounds. We all have different beliefs. To me, it doesn't matter what your beliefs are, whether it's Islam or Christianity or atheism. Whatever your beliefs are, just really try to tap into that inner voice, tap into that, the divine messages that we all get and follow those those follow that guidance follow those those messages and for me i am very into energy so i work on my clearing as i said like with reiki so like the different energy centers they start in like your groin or tailbone area and go up to the crown of your head so it's like a straight line going up. So if I'm having headaches, then I might know, oh, well, something's going on with my third eye or my crown chakra. If it's stomach aches or gas or something like that, well, maybe it's my sacral going on. So that's just me. And I might pay attention to those areas and work on those areas. But you can do this with prayer, with meditation, 
we all feel when things are off, whether it's a physical feeling or just kind of, you know what, I've really been snappy with my kids for the last two days. Like what is going on? And just really being conscious to take the time to be still. April and Bru, I know you guys talk about this on the show in terms of like really taking that time and that time being so important as wives and mothers to still take that time for ourselves because we were us first. We'll be us, you know, long after our roles as children, as, as parents, as mothers, like with young children, mothering, or, you know, some of us are in a phase of life where we're divorced or so those roles are fluid and those roles will change, but we will always be us. So it's so important to tune into what we really want. And it can be something as simple as seeing a number repeating. Like this is something that people see a lot. Like they'll see the same time of day repeatedly, or they'll see that number on license plates or on billboards repeatedly. When you see things like that, just, and we all have Google, just Google it. What the, you know, angel number three, 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 and there may be a message in there for you. So things like that and why it's so important. And what I've realized is that when we're in that space, if you're familiar with Abraham Hicks, she calls, she calls this space, the vortex. When you're in the vortex, when you're in tune and following those messages, listening to God, and the signs that he's giving you, the messages that he's giving you, things just happen. Like you don't have to try. Things just come to you. Like whether it's money, people, situations that like you don't, like you know, like I never would have done this. Like I decided to take, to stop at uh, this coffee shop today because, because the other one was closed for whatever reason, like they're never closed and somebody was late and I went here and I'm at this person and now we're doing a business deal together. Things like that will just happen continuously when you're in a space where you're listening to God, your higher self, the divine. And it, it's, so that's why I'm so passionate. <laughs> about that no that's that is wonderful because um actually rue and i were speaking yesterday about how um we're both not doing a great job carving out time for ourselves um we both put a lot of time into like our work and i started a new program excuse me i started a new program about a month ago um that helped me get more focused in work and basically this week I petered out because I've been super productive, you know, five, six days a week, barely taking a Sunday. And then this week was just, yeah, I didn't do anything because I'm tired. And <laughs> their response was, well, did you put in any self-care in your, your template? And I was like, I thought this was a work template. And then they said, no, it is. But if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to burn out. And that's just what we do as people. We're going to burn out and we need to take that time for ourselves. So now in my head, what we were discussing was actually restructuring it. So it's there every week, not just sometimes every week. There's some time of personal 
growth. So my goal is like on Fridays to just write and be in my creative space. Um, yes. And then do four, you know, long, hard days on the rest of the week. But then Friday, just be personal and really dive into a different mind space to relax me. And then that way I can give my weekends to my kids, um, especially right now during the rest of the summer, which apparently is only three weeks more before we're supposed to start. So we'll see about all that. But yeah, I mean, and you bring up a good point, which is really where, again, we have like this, we're taught to hustle, right? If you want to be successful in business and you have to work, you know, hundred hour weeks and devote all your time. And we're taught that in order to be good in one area, you have to focus on that area to the neglect of everything else. And I just feel like we need to reframe the way we think about it and more of a doing a little bit and doing what needs to be done in every area. Like, no, I'm not going to devote every, it's not going to fit into this perfect pie, you know, where every slice is the same size and that's not when I it's more equitable mm -hmm. as opposed to equal so devote the time that you need to devote to your business to have it grow and be successful while also devoting the time to your family and your kids and to yourself that we need and that may look different like your business may get 10 hours you know this day or whatever and maybe the next day you'll get five hours or however it works. But again, it's not necessarily, and it might be different every day. It might be different every week, but just making sure that you're checking in and feeling how, like, how do I feel? And I, that's one of the ways that we'll know instantly something's off. I haven't focused on me today I haven't focused on my husband today like we're just fighting for no like somebody left a cereal on the counter and now we're arguing why well because you guys haven't really connected all week you know um oh man but it's that, so important that is something that uh so my husband and I went on a trip a couple weeks ago um maybe maybe about a month ago we just did it overnight just to take a break from the kids the house and all of that and one of the discussions we had was exactly that that him withdrawing caused me to be angry and then me being angry caused him to withdraw mm -hmm. so no matter who started it it's we were in this cycle and it was crazy and it was a terrible cycle and we were just like constantly angry at each other for really no reason <laughs> But it was just, the, the reason was we weren't close. But the reason weren't, wasn't all the little things we were, I was getting angry at. And so we both realized that if we see that cycle happening, happening, we really need to stop, take a break, and like physically come together, not just make time for each other, but physically hug, kiss, make out, you know, all the things that we need to do to kind of physically get reconnected so we can break the cycle so it doesn't continue. And it's been great. It's amazing how something so small can make such a big difference in a relationship. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's recognizing those, those things and recognizing those patterns. And sometimes it requires expression 
to figure out what those patterns are. And that's why I appreciate people like coaches or, um, or teachers or sponsors or whoever you can go to, because sometimes you don't see that pattern in your own. Yeah. You don't see how you're doing it over and over again, or how you're complicit or how you're a part of it. You just feel like, well, how come this is happening to me? And you're like, well, it's not that it's your fault, but it's not that you're not contributing to making it better and improving it. So, wow. Okay. That was a lot of great information. Um, Rue, do you have anything else before we sign off? Yeah, I just, you, you were talking earlier about <clears throat> your awakening process and that you did meditation and you had stepped away from it. So how did I, I do, I, I love the idea that that meditation is like that clearing space for you. And then you moved into, into Reiki and then tarot. Did you find that a seamless process? kind of doing that? Did meditation lead you into that? Because I know it was part of your awakening or did it just because you were, you were meditating, you were in that space, you were able to kind of reach out and kind of find these other things that all kind of fed your, your spirit so that you could heal? I think that they all were kind of tapping on me in different ways. Like um, meditation and meditation is something that I'm still working on making a non-negotiable every day. Um, so, you know, we're all works in process. We're all still learning and growing and we will, we always will. Um, so it's something that was kind of always in the background because like I said, like I was into crystals. I don't even know how I got into crystals. Like I, I don't remember buying my first one or whatever, but I, I know that it was something that I fell into. Um, and I also had, so when my family and I were in the process of getting ready to buy a home when we were at my parents, we went to a store and again, it's just one of those things again, where you just end up exactly where you're supposed to be. We went to Atlantic city because we had a free room. So it's like, all right, let's, you know, take this little weekend getaway we went into this like town, it's called Smithtown, where they have like, it's like an outdoor, it's a shopping center, but it's, it looks kind of like really like old timey. Um, so we ended up in this tea shop and it, you know, said like tea shop or whatever it was, the name of the store, like it has something to do with tea. So we're like in the downstairs and we're looking at these things and we realize there's an upstairs. So we go upstairs and it was like all these metaphysical things. So we ended up talking to this woman who kind of was telling us about clearing our space and using sage. And they had like these Oracle decks. I don't, they probably did have tarot decks, but again, at the time in my head, I'm like tarot. Oh my gosh. So I bought an Oracle deck, which is also a form of divination. They're different and every Oracle deck is different. So there's no like standard every deck has this amount of cars or this, they all mean the same thing. They're all completely different, but they're kind of, you know, you can just pull like a card and get like a message for the day. So I'm like, okay, I can do that. And so that's where I started. And, but then like tarot was always kind of like in the background, like, 
I, you know, I'm interested in tarot. Like I have this Oracle deck and I had a few Oracle decks, you know, by the time I started more by the time I bought my first tarot deck and it was just this thing that kind of was like, all right, I'm, I'm just like, I've had this thought. It's something that's been playing in the back of my mind. I'm just going to do it. And I got my tarot deck and, you know, and I actually had a, this week, a similar kind of runes is another thing that's kind of been niggling at the back of my mind, which is um, like a Viking divination tool. So they're like little tiles and originally they were um, wood. So you like, I guess the Vikings or whatever would like get a branch and cut, cut it up into like little like hand side, you know, like little small pieces that you're able to pick up. Um, and they had different symbols on them. And, you know, this is something I've been seeing, missing. I'm like, oh, so I finally decided, you know what, I'm going to get a set. So I bought a set mm -hmm. and I got them this week. And I'm, you know, now it's something else I'm learning, exploring and where it'll take me, who knows. But it's just all of those kind of nudges that we get. Yeah. What, and it's different for all of us. Like maybe you've been thinking about art or drawing mm -hmm. like you yeah. said all your life or I can't draw or I'm not not any good at it but it's something you really want to do and I mean now we're in a perfect time with uh this pandemic and everything and everybody moving towards virtual platforms and virtual workshops um you can do anything you want to do so all those nudges that you've been getting I encourage people to just explore it maybe you'll find out after you know a month or two of art lessons that no I really suck and this is not for me <laughs> but you might learn that you know what wow nobody has ever explained it to me in this way I'm able to create these beautiful lilies because of the way this instructor broke it down for me Well, that, I mean, we're always in the learning process. I, one of the nicknames I call myself is Miss Jill because I know a, a little about a yeah. lot of things <laughs> because I love to just learn for the sake of learning. And sometimes that, you know, it, it has an issue with um, diving deep. You know, I don't always end up diving deep because of it, because I learn a little bit. I'm like, that's cool. And I get enough. <laughs> then I move to something else. I go, that's cool, too. Um, so now I'm actually trying to move into the next stage of like really diving deep into my business and diving deep into different subjects. And that's, you know, what brought me here. I really wanted to talk about to women, about women, helping them get to their next stage in life in a positive manner. And sometimes that's hard. Um, and sometimes it's a lot of things, a lot of our past is brought in with us. And as you were saying, um, that, that you have to, there needs to be a death of previous life to move into the new. And so Thank you so much. I really appreciate um, you coming on. Is there anything you wanted to add to the conversation before we sign off? Uh, no, I think that's it. Just, <laughs> you know, just really reiterating to take that time. That so, It's so cliche we hear it all the time, but really, you cannot serve 
anyone else until you take care of yourself first. Well, that's a perfect note to end on. Thank you so much for coming out uh, and talking to uh, the other side of Florida. <coughs> Sorry, something's in my throat. Um, and thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for taking your time on this Saturday morning. And I hope you have a great day. Thanks, you too. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Other Side of 40. You can find us at our site, theothersideof40.com and on Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Other Side 40.